is a long-running campaign. It was driven originally by the Institute of Public Affairs, which is a well-known right-wing, very pro-corporate think tank. It's been uh, taken up very enthusiastically by conservative politicians, by the fossil fuel sector, by the mining industry um, and the conservative press. And basically, it's a follow-the-money campaign. And what uh, is the game plan is that the federal government or conservative elements within the federal government are seeking to either have the tax status of green groups removed or to radically limit the type of activity that we can carry out. So it's a really significant campaign, been very long running and it's coming to a head right now. And uh, who specifically is pushing the, the barrow? Uh, obviously there's a whole bunch of uh, vested interests, but is there any particular uh, representative for it and what's what's the, the, uh, the campaign from their point of view looking like? So I think that they realise that with next year there being a federal election, this is their last chance at it this side of the election. So they're going quite hard. Traditionally, the LNP uh, uh, MP from North Queensland, George Christensen, has been a real prominent advocate of this, as has Senator Erica Betts from Tasmania. Um, they've been really promoting the idea of Green Groups losing their tax status. This has been endorsed by the Federal Council um, of the Liberal Party. Uh, but just in the last week, we've seen some strong interventions from both the New South Wales Mining Council and the Australian Mining Council basically um, identifying 16 to 18 groups that they think should uh, be limited in their activities. So it's, it's very hand in glove um, between the fossil fuel sector, the Conservative MPs, but also the Australian newspaper has really championed this cause uh, for many years now and you know, promoting the story that Green groups are, quote, a well-funded cabal um, of uh, organisations that are funded from offshore and attempting to destroy the economy. So that's a kind of regular narrative that we hear uh, from some in the conservative press. What's the importance of uh, of the status for poor groups like Friends of the Earth? And I guess um, what's you know what's your comments on the, the hypocrisy here of of this kind of attack from these kind of groups when clearly the, the games they play. Uh, it just, uh, you know, pale in comparison to, uh, you know, to the kind of legitimate efforts of, of groups like um, Friends of the Earth. Of course, this is hypocrisy of the highest order. Yeah, as you allude to there, the, the mining sector, the coal industry get uh, vast volumes of public largesse through subsidies and through tax breaks for lobbying and all the rest of it. So um, it, it seems pretty hypocritical for them to be saying green groups shouldn't get the same advantage. And even the Institute of Public Affairs is what's called a DGR-listed organisation, which is what we are, a deductible gift recipient organisation. So, yes, it's, it's hypocrisy of the highest order. But um, basically, we survive through having this tax status. It does allow us to have individual members of philanthropic bodies who give us money to, to do the work we do, which is, of course, protecting the natural environment. So they're attempting to break our power through taking our funding base away. There's also another attempt to limit the type of work we do, which is that we only do ecological restoration work. And, you know, frankly, that's ridiculous. Um, if you think of your own personal health, preventative health is always much better than having an accident and ending up in emergency. In, in the environmental context, you know, the preventative health is the advocacy that protects places like the Franklin River or stops the Jabaluka mine or is working to stop the Adani mine in Queensland, um, the emergency ward is really the tree planting that happens after the destruction has happened. So it makes much more sense in ecological terms that we stop the damage before it occurs. And, of course, there are many hundreds, if not thousands, of fantastic groups across Australia already doing the tree planting and restoration work. So it seems ridiculous to double up the type of activity that they're carrying out. 
Talk to us about what's the response from some of the other political parties. Uh, any support uh, coming from uh, from that direction? Well, the most recent uh, attempt whereby the federal government tried to take the tax status off Grand Groups was the House of Representatives inquiry uh, in 2015-16 and the ALP had members on that and members on the committee even publicly said this is clearly a political witch hunt. The Greens are being very vocal on that. I think everyone but the Liberals and their mates uh, in the Conservative media can see that this is a stitch up, that they're artificially trying to trim in the activity of the Green movement, if not to take away their power through taking away their financial basis. So, uh, you know, it's pretty clear what's going on. The, the Greens in particular have been very vocal, but also other actors um, out in civil society who understand that, you know, once you start to uh, fiddle with one sector's tax status uh, than any other sectors that are problematic for the government, they might do the same thing. So I think uh, everyone is aware it's a touch-one, touch-all scenario. Okay, so how can our listeners uh, get engaged with this campaign? Obviously something many of our listeners are very passionate about, looking after the environment and, uh, of course, Friends of the Earth is, uh, has a much larger social justice kind of uh, angle to it. How can people get engaged? The key thing uh, they need to do, if they can, is to write a submission to the Treasury paper saying you don't like what the government is doing. If you just go to the Friends of the Earth Australia website, it's easy to find through a web search. On the front page, you'll see an article called Here We Go Again. It has all the background on this, and it has a draft submission that you might like to download and kind of put your details into and email in. If you're short for time, there's a form there. Um, it's like a do-good online petition that'll send um, your submission in. If you're a member of any form of group, a social justice group, a union, a faith community, you know, a sports club, anything, it would be fantastic if you would also organise a submission uh, from that organisation. Basically, when the House of Representatives inquiry was on, we were able to flood them with submissions from around the country. And we showed very clearly that broadly the community did not uh, support this attack on the Green Movement. That was backed up by polling. And clearly we have to do the same thing this time ridiculous we have to do it we should be actually getting on with our job and it's chewing up time and money but you know it is an ongoing campaign it's driven by ideology um it's it's funded through very well paid uh, uh mining companies of course such as minerals council and their allies um so yes unfortunately we do need to put in submissions we need to mobilize our allies in the broader community and we need to raise our voice